Welcome to Inside the Agency. I'm your host, Michelle Govan. I'm your co-host, Nicole Shawcross. Well, hello all. Happy fucking Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> we, we made it. The, we yes, made we it another week. <laughs> I know. I literally count down every day. But listen, we are bringing on a newbie on the podcast today. We have the fabulous Allison Riley joining us. Hello. Hello, ladies. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Clink, Friday. everybody. Cheers. Cheers. We've got Virtual cocktails. Cheers. Virtual cheers through Zoom. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to bring Allison on because one, she's one of our favorite clients too. She's hilariously funny. So we oh, thought- Oh, go on. And stunning. Since this is, yes, and stunning. <laughs> oh, well, you know, podcasts, you know, they're pretty fun, it turns out so far. I'm, I'm liking it. This is good. Well, we get to stand here in our sweatpants, which by the way, we do have full makeup and hair on because that's how we roll. But um, we wanted to bring you another Q&A with ITA. But this time with the fabulous Allison. So should we just get started? Yeah, she's yes. going to be asking us the questions today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm going to sort of turn the tables on you guys. Typically, you guys are asking the questions, but I'm going to grill you guys. The spotlight's on you with all your expertise and experience. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, questions that many people will have uh, had out there, given the change in our industry or just general industry questions uh, as they go. So shall we just dive right in, ladies? Let's just go, go easy on us. All right. <laughs> it's Friday evening. <laughs> so the interrogation begins. Experience? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So no, for, for real, for real, for serious. Um, so the question I think a lot of people are asking uh, currently uh, actors and most people in the industry, what is the current climate of the industry now that things are getting back to work, now that there's different precautions? What have you guys been seeing? Nicole, you want to run with this? I'm going to drink another sip of wine. Sure. <laughs> From an that agency good, eh? perspective, we are busy, which is great. We're excited because we still have, casting is still casting, self-tapes are still being sent out. Our workload is a lot heavier now because before we would probably, before COVID, we were processing 25% of our auditions maybe were self-tapes and the rest 75 to 80% was people going into the room. Now we're processing 100% of all auditions coming through us. So our workload is definitely still heightened. We're still having to do our day-to-day -day tasks of submitting clients and dealing with administrative stuff and booking and negotiations, um, as well as processing all the self-tapes. What, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have found when dealing with self-tapes? Well, I just want to off for a quick sec, just mm -hmm. because I don't want to OD on self-tapes. I know a lot of mm -hmm. the podcasts, we've been like drilling people about the level of self-tapes. I want to talk also about kind of what's going on out there. Because as we know, Toronto is about to go through another lockdown. Montreal is experiencing a lockdown. California is still in lockdown. You know, we're all kind of sticking our heads out, hoping that we're safe to move ahead. But right now it's, it's a little nerve wracking, but the good news is that we are still full speed ahead. So yes, self tapes are crazy. We are busy. Uh, I think right now, the only thing I want to say is it's the American Thanksgiving coming up. So it's a little quieter since the election and the U S Thanksgiving. It's 
bit on the quieter side. Still, when I say quiet, I mean, Nicole and I are actually finishing work about 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. I'm not working through my nighttime and my weekends. We're actually able to catch up on some administrative stuff. Like yes. Resumes. Wow. <laughs> yes. I uploaded my last self-tape last night at 11 because they were due this morning at nine. And then we went right back to it. I think my first email left at 7.30 this morning. So your agents need some rest and recuperation. That's for sure. Maybe some wine, send wine. Mm -hmm. Send wine. (laughs) Or something harder. (laughs) Now, now you mentioned that there's there's a lot of lockdowns going on. You you mentioned there's a lot of lockdowns going uh, in in Toronto, in in the States. Uh, Now that being said, to find perhaps a silver lining for uh, actors in Vancouver, does that mean that we could potentially be getting more work here or potentially getting larger roles for locals? Is that something you're seeing at all? Or or what have you guys been noticing? Well, the difference is, is right now filming is essential. Uh, So even with the lockdowns in Eastern Canada, we are still going full speed ahead. So we have actors working right now in Montreal, in Toronto uh, and Luckily, the productions can still move ahead. So we are seeing a lot more opportunities for local actors. But at the same time, a lot of the Americans have crossed over, guys. They've been bringing a lot up and quarantining them. So and what I'm noticing is the shows are bringing on fewer new actors. They're trying to limit the amount of exposure to their lead cast. So the breakdowns that are coming out don't seem to be or they seem to be lighter on the new guests reoccurrings or the new small principles and actor roles. We're just not seeing that volume we did a couple of months ago. And the movie of the weeks have definitely slowed down because Hallmark got all their Christmas movies filmed. So we've been doing Christmas movies since June. <laughs> so <laughs> we finally caught up. Wow. Um, now, Filming, you just mentioned, has been deemed essential. Now, why do you think that is? And also, if this were to happen in the 90s, do you think Blockbuster would have been an essential service? And would there be yes. lineups? <laughs> so why, why do you think filming is essential? I think the lineups for Blockbuster, if this was back in the day, would have been just as long as the liquor lineups right now. Yes. <laughs> for the grocery store lineups. <laughs> Can you imagine the riots at Blockbuster? what do you mean you're sold out of that movie okay i have to say do you remember that disappointment when you'd go into blockbuster and you'd see the movie you've really wanted to watch and you go to grab it and realize there's no video behind it and it had to have the video behind it to say there was one available and you'd be searching that wall trying to find that one video that might be left god that was disappointing i remember searching the return bin sometimes for certain movies (laughs) Nicole, you and I are so type A. We go to the desk where we're like, can you check your return bin? I have a feeling one's in there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't give oh, up. Oh, wow. <laughs> how we work as agents and it's how we work as uh, as people too. So no, you know, filming is essential. I remember being very upset when we shut down in March thinking, what? This is bullshit. We should be essential. But we actually were. We've always been essential. The problem is, is the producers didn't know how to ensure and the unions had to figure out their rules and regulations and WorkSafe had to come up with a plan. So the reason why we went down from March till May was just to get a plan in place that everybody could be safe, that the insurance could be figured out who was deemed responsible. So 
the good news is we've always been essential. We're continuing to be essential and God damn it. We need new Netflix and prime and Hulu, because as we know, we've been running out of content and the new content is going to take up to a year. Just been out. Oh, I just <laughs> binged. I just binged the crown that went by way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I need some more. We got to slow down the binging. I so know. We can catch up with filming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that being said, you, you, there's protocols, there's new insurance. Uh, what can actors uh, do during this time and what can they expect uh, on set? The experience, or what, what, what have you been seeing? Dead well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know with protocols, it's really important that if you are booked, you read all the material that you're sent because each production is different and they have different set of rules and regulations to go by. So please read all the material that you receive when you get your booking. It's a lot, but you will hopefully have a better understanding of what is required on set. It's about 14 pages for some sets, 14 pages of COVID protocols. That's wow. insane. You've been shooting. So Allison's been working for a very long time. What has your experience been going from, you know, set from day to day, regular mm-hmm. on set versus the protocols that you're seeing now? Well, I think the, the main difference has been uh, the testing. And I will say on one hand, uh, before I got uh, the COVID test uh, on the studio a lot, I had a little bit of anxiety. You hear different people's experience with having the test. Oh, it was this, it was that. And, but honestly, it was not a big deal. It was fine. It was a gentle pick. It was <laughs> totally not what I expected. And honestly, like given the lineups you see sometimes at these testing sites, it's such a privilege uh, to be able to be tested and to be tested frequently. And also, to get paid to be tested, which yes, was- you are paid actors. Most actors ask yes. the first question, are we getting paid? Yes, and you're getting paid well. Yeah, I had no idea. I got the paycheck. I was like, girl, what? I'm getting paid? <laughs> we get were having up my we, nose? We had a me? few people complain. They're like, I don't understand. I've been tested like three times. I'm like, you're getting paid for being tested. Yeah. So zip. <laughs> it's an incredible privilege. So that's, yeah. that's one of the, the main things. Um, I, I found that uh, for hair and makeup, they've always been super diligent with, with hygiene on set. So not a ton has changed there, except everybody's wearing a mask all the time, uh, except for, for actors when they're doing their scene. Um, masks are provided. There is tons of hand sanitizer. Um, and there's no contact. You can't really touch. I mean, the only people touching you are your hair and makeup team. Uh, so it gets a little weird when, when you're meeting a director for the first time and you can have that sort of awkward, Hey, what do we do? Is it an elbow? But honestly, I don't get the elbow thing because people told to, to sneeze in their elbow, but touch elbows. So I don't know about that. Air hugging. I recommend air hugging. It's that That's like, what I do like air quotes, but the air hugging it's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, not a ton has changed in that way. Just a lot of people wearing masks and everyone just is really happy to be back to work, honestly. So, I mean, everyone in, in the set I've been on has been really positive and, uh, I feel super confident with all the safety protocols that have been, uh, installed and in place. Um, but I was actually curious if you guys have had any, uh, and this is, I've only been shooting union as I'm a union member. Uh, have you guys had any clients that have done any non-union productions and is there any difference in the sort of protocols with that or what is the experience there? I want to mention something before we move on to that. I want to say it's so funny. Actors used to be so excited when they'd get a separate 
separate wardrobe date because they knew they got that minimum wardrobe fee and and talk about day players, of course. And now it's like, how many COVID tests do you think I'm going to get? Because it actually pays more than wardrobe. So it's been an interesting flip. So guys, keep in mind, yes, COVID tests aren't as friendly as wardrobe, but keep in mind they're now doing either the cheek swab or the lower nose pick, as Allison loved to call it. Um, yeah. It's not the brain picker, thank God. Those are being very randomly used and normally not used. So that's the good news. But yeah, we have had clients do non-union work mostly commercial. We don't really book non-union film and television, but we've been really lucky. The only thing I do want to bring up is since July, we have had four sets go down and I want to let everybody know it's okay. They go down and they bounce back very, very quickly. So those have all been union sets, Mm -hmm. but luckily (laughs) I'm so proud of the producers and the people that have put this all together. The one thing I have to compliment the entertainment industry is we are creative and we are good at protocols. And when you give us a challenge, we will figure it out. So they're very quick to turn it around and, and get back to work. So the longest one was about five days, but most of them flip within two working days to three. So just keep in mind, if you do book something, you have to have some extra patience. Dates can get pushed. You can even be sitting in your uh, trailer for up to six or seven hours waiting for everyone to have a negative COVID test. It's It's been an interesting few weeks lately, that's for sure. With uh, Definitely have to be test. flexible because we are seeing dates changing quite a bit um, yeah. and you know schedules being pushed. So be mindful of that. One thing I wanted to mention about non-union On some of the breakdowns, they are including that they would like the actors to um, self-isolate. So it's something to be mindful of if you are auditioning for a non-union commercial, for example, double check all the notes in there and just see if they're requesting you to be self-isolating. And some are are paying fees for you to do so and others are not. So something to be aware of. I think that's such a good point, Nicole, because I would recommend, I mean, to our clients and obviously clients of other agents, check in with your agent, but that is such a valid point. I don't feel people should be asked to self-isolate and cap away from friends and family and loved ones if they are not getting paid or they don't have a guarantee of work. So make sure you check in with your agent. And that is definitely something to have a, a long discussion on. But yeah, my God, I have to tell you the protocols these days, Nicole and I are always telling actors, you have to read all your notes in your email. Well, let me tell you, these COVID protocol emails are insanely large. So take your time, pour yourself a glass of wine or sit in a hot bath and read your protocols. <laughs> take some time. Well, that being said, but now that actors may or may not have a little extra time on their hands, what what are some good things that actors can do to sort of further their their career, their craft? And what sort of uh, suggestions would you make for that? We have a lot of coaches going online and as well as casting directors doing webinars, Zoom calls and workshops. So if you want to get signed up, take a look and see what's going on and what's who's doing what right now. That's a great way to keep up to date, motivated, get in front of casting. I love that this is now a possibility that courses that used to be in New York or California, you can now do from Zoom. So it's so amazing that you have way more access to more coaches all over the world. You could be taking Meisner, like we interviewed Terry Knickerbocker a number of weeks ago. You could be doing a class with him. You could be doing a class with someone out of Los Angeles that you've heard amazing things on. So we encourage that. Plus, you know, some people are getting into voice work. We've actually started a voice division. We're having a blast with it. 
I, I love to hear all the crazy voices coming through. I think, you know, do something for your community. If you can, I, don't just stick to acting, do something amazing. If you know, someone needs some help or needs toilet paper or whatever groceries or a reader. <laughs> Or a reader, um, just do something kind for someone. I, I always say, you know, I think if we focus always on the industry and not on just being a human being, uh, we're not really fulfilling our days. And sometimes this business doesn't really give back. And I think sometimes just doing just a gentle favor for a neighbor or a friend or a parent, you know, gives you that perk that you might need. So definitely do your journaling, definitely do your writing, definitely do, you know, reading groups on Zoom. Meditate. Meditation. I need to do that. I don't do that. (laughs) I really should. I have shitty anxiety. It's good. It's good. Nicole meditates. That's why she's calmer. (laughs) I have my moments. (laughs) She does, but I love her moments. So similar sort of thing, I guess, uh, how can actors uh, prep themselves before the holidays hit? What, what would you guys say for that? Ooh. Well, me, type A, get your fucking taxes in order. It's coming up. Get ahead Smart. of it. Smart. Get, start, start tallying a few things. Get your finances in order. Tally up what you've made this year and you could be set. Talk to your accountant and have it in by February. Boom. I love when people are prepared early for taxes. I know so many actors are saying they want new headshots. They want to catch up on their demo reel. This is a perfect time to do that. Like seek that footage out. We have a great footage puller. If you need to reach out to us at Inside the Agency, you know, get those new headshots done. Definitely get stuff prepared because again, guys, we are going to take a Christmas break. All of the agents out there are exhausted. So keep in mind at about December 18th to January 5th, 6th, 7th, we're going to go dark. And believe me, we need to go dark. So any questions you may have for your agent, get them in before then. So lots that you can do. <laughs> so then that being said, you brought up dealing with your agents. Now, is it still a good time to look for representation or to make a change right now? Ooh, it's see. a tricky time right now Yeah, because this coming week or this week is American Thanksgiving, which is quiet. And generally we shut down mid-December for a long winter's nap. I can't wait for that nap. I'm going to nap so hard. I'm going to eat all the carbs. <laughs> all the mm-hmm. alcohol that I can get my hands on. <laughs> no. So this is the thing. I, I know we've talked about this in previous podcasts. It's very important when you choose a time to, you know, introduce yourself to agents, especially if you're making a change or you're just looking for your first agent ever. Uh, I think it's really tough. I was fine right now. Agents are kind of already, it's almost like we're in that day's state before we hit the long winter snap. You know, we're so exhausted that at this point, it's really hard to think of taking on new talent. I I love that idea. We have taken on a couple new people recently, but Nicole and I are now starting to push back and say, we're really sorry. We're not going to be taking till the new year. Just because think about it, by the time you get them on the systems, let's say we start the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. The American Thanksgiving, by the time you get them on the systems, you're at the end of November. You've got two weeks to try to get them established with some casting directors. That's not a lot of time to develop someone and kind of do that initial push. And the problem is if you join an agency right before they go on their break, it's kind of like hitting a huge snooze button. And I worry that the actors won't get the attention and won't get that big push that happens when you move agents or you start with a new agent that you deserve. 
So just really think about it. Think about what's important to you. If you think you can get something in before December one, my recommendation is before December one, even earlier, but that's if you, the limit. If you do get an agent, congratulations and get yourself on those systems and get all the information to them ASAP so that they can try and at least get a little bit of momentum yeah. behind you before they do shut down for the Christmas holiday. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so now I've got uh, a very uh, glamorous sort of financial question. So uh, get those are to never <laughs> glamorous. So buckle Allison, up, Allison. Make it more fun. Financial <laughs> questions right. aren't glamorous. Money, money, money. <laughs> Sing it to us or something, money. girl. <laughs> All right. So um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it in like a very serious broadcasting voice. I thought oh, you were going to do like freestyle rap. That's, that's oh, well, oh, well, come on. I mean, you got to set the bar a little bit lower here, guys. Come on. It's Friday. <laughs> it's a pandemic. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Okay. Your reporter voice works. Go. All right. Now, when is it time to get a GST, HST, QST, AKA sales tech? And uh, what the heck are those? <laughs> Okay. In Canada, we're all required to have sales tax numbers when you hit $30,000 earnings, Canadian dollars or more. And the thing is, is different provinces have different names. So BC is GST, Ontario is HST and Quebec is QST. So just keep in mind that they're all different percentages. So really important if you've earned 30,000 plus guess what? Even if you don't apply for one of these sales tax numbers, you're responsible for these sales tax amounts. So make sure to talk to a good accountant or your agent or both. I recommend both because we don't know who's representing you and how good they are and how you know well-equipped they are to help you out with QST, GST, HST, all the STs as we call it. So yeah, get and in the know. this is for acting specific. So for example, yeah. if you have a part-time job, you're a waitress on the side, you work at the bank, whatever, if that's, and you've only made $10,000 in film and television this year, you do not need to apply for a GST. This is when you've made above $30,000 in film and television um, as a sole proprietor. Ah, okay. And then how, how do you go about doing that? You said you talked to your agent, talked to an accountant. It's actually really easy. You can actually go on the CRA. Well, that's the Canadian Center Revenue online. Agency. Yes, Canadian Revenue Agency. We almost need, I can't do Allison's report of voice, but uh, <laughs> if you go on, you can actually sign up for a GST online. And if not, if you're old school, you can call the CRA direct and just talk to them and say, hey, I need a GST number. They will ask what you want the GST number under. And just so you know, you do not have to have a company name. It can just be your name. But as ah. soon as you have the GST number, technically you are a company, but you're a sole proprietor. If you actually just Google how to apply for a GST or HST or QST, right information will come up and you can apply it there. Um, also, if you do apply and you get a GST number, please let your agent know because we need to include this on all deal memos so that you can collect GST from any earnings. 
Yes. And keep in mind when that GST number hits, like let's say December 1, 2020 is when you got your GST number. You are now responsible for collecting GST from December 1 on. And if you don't provide your agent with the number, guess what? You still owe it. So your agent will have to try to get it retroactive if it hasn't been put as part of your offer and deal memo. So make sure that your agent is in the loop. We've had a few ah. people last minute realize that they hadn't provided us their GST number and we had to go back to production and hunt them down, which is not easy to try and get them to pay out the GST. Six so. months to eight months later, which yeah. by the way is horrible for your agent to do. Yeah, not Oof. a good idea. You need to send wine and Valentino's diamonds for that stuff. <laughs> I oh wow, that's any some, I didn't get some any high stakes. Yeah, very high stakes. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't work. fuck up. <laughs> so then that leads me to my next question. Uh what is it to be incorporated and when is it time to incorporate? That's the thing. Incorporation is an interesting one because the rule of thumb is is that when you incorporate you play 10% compared to what you could pay depending on your income if you're a sole proprietor. So in general, you only pay 10% once you incorporate. So if you're making 75,000 to $100,000 a year, it's really important to incorporate. The only thing is, is you have to have the right person to incorporate you. And it's best to incorporate as an actor solely. It's very important to not partner up with your corporation. If you decide to incorporate a lot of the productions need uh, the tax write-off and the tax exemptions from actors working in different provinces or different parts of the world. And with that, once you incorporate, it needs to be a sole person for it to consider and count for that production. If it's a partnership, unfortunately, their tax write-off is affected and their tax credit is affected because the other person of the corporation isn't part of that offer. So it creates some issue. Okay, are we done talking about finances? Perfect. Yes, get off the money talk. Oh my God. It's important. I think all actors need to understand the money portion because as much as we are all about the craft, it's a business and you need to be on top mm -hmm. of your business and know how to run it. You need to know your finances, all the ins and outs of write-offs, taxes, and what you need to do to protect yourself so you can keep as much of that money as that's yours. And also- yeah. We'll spin off into this. If you don't pay your taxes, because we know who you are, there's a lot of actors out there that are two, three years behind. Guess what happens? If you get too far behind, the tax man reaches out to your productions you're working on and starts garnishing your wages. Oof. So let's not have that happen, because I have had clients have that happen, and it is an evil garnishment, because they will wow. make sure they garnish you until that debt is paid. So get on your taxes. All right, kids, you got that? Be good kids. <laughs> Be good kiddos. Do your goddamn taxes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Brought to you by the CRA. That's a new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Okay. So anyways, we were talking uh, earlier um, about uh, differences between uh, union and non-union work. Uh, so now, oh, and then we're back to finances. Look at that. <laughs> How did we get back we just here? haven't finished it yet. <laughs> oh, let's talk more about finances. Um, can we can not? You... It's Friday. <laughs> well, we're, well we, we do this for the fun and to be fair, to get paid. So yes, speaking yes. of getting paid, uh, when can you expect to receive payments for non-union and union work? And what's the difference there? Do you want to take non-union, Nicole? I'll take union. We'll spin I'll take non-union. Non-union. 
has no rules or regulation of when you will get paid. Girl. So welcome to welcome to non-union. Yeah. <laughs> For example, if you work December 1st on a project, you will get paid your day rate. However, you might not see that money for 60, maybe 90 days. So that's the yes. longest 90 days. Is that the longest you've seen? Oh no, I've seen 120 days, but that's when I smack them with a huge penalty. Woof. Yes. The yeah. agents will start saying, if you don't pay this within, generally you should be paid non-union. Agents will get onto production's case regarding payment, but sometimes it's up to 90 days. Yeah. And if you're working on commercials, just a heads up, never bank on the buyouts. You never know never. if you're going to be in the final cut. You never know mm. when the, when the commercial might air, it could be a, you know, a month down the road. It could be a year down the road. So never bank on the buyout. Especially with COVID. I find a lot of commercials are, you know, not sure on their timing what they, how they're branding. So they're delaying the launch of things. Even TV series are delayed. Uh, movies have delayed. It's been hard to watch some of my favorite series get shelved because their cast is from all over the world or they need to be in a tropical situation. And of course, to fly everybody to those tropical situations, but now I'm getting off topic. So I'll go back to union payments. Um, I want to think of myself in a tropical situation right now. I'll, I want to be in Cabo, but uh, that's not happening. So this is a situation with union payments tends to be, or let's say it, what is the norm is that when you work on a film or TV set, let's say you work that week, let's say you work a Monday or Tuesday, that Friday, your pay stubs or your payment would get processed, but that still takes EP Canada or cast and crew or any of the payroll companies at least a week. So then you would be part of that first week and then you get paid the following week. But by the time it gets mailed, it's almost two weeks later. Then when your agent receives it, they have up to seven days to process it and get it to you. Some of them take a little longer and you have to be a little patient with them, especially depending on how big their accounting department is or if they outsource their accounting. So we like to say to actors, bank on three weeks. It should be two weeks for union work but bank on three weeks. The other thing I want to bring up that I think is very important and Nicole and I have been struggling with is we know everyone is struggling right now. We know finances are tough, but when you book a job, it's very important to put the focus on the work, not when the payment comes through. And when the focus becomes when the payment comes through, the agent gets extra stressed because we can only process once we see it and we can only hound the production as much as we can. So I think it's really important an actor to focus on the work and then be very good with their own finances and try not to rely on that money unless it's a series regular, you know, an option performer or a feature film that you know that you're making a weekly sum for a number of weeks or months. Great advice. Yeah. Wow. I, I think it breaks my heart when we hear a client calling in saying, look, I'm stressed about my rent or I'm stressed about paying these oh. bills. And my heart goes out to them. I just, I need all actors to understand that, believe me, we want you to get paid. We want you to be successful, but we can only do what we can do. So in other words, when the payment comes to us, we process it. If it's a non-union payment, it is tough. Sometimes some of them take a really long time. I just want people to have realistic expectations on when to expect union and non-union payments. Hopefully sooner rather than later, we get off this old school check payment. Like I still don't understand why every 
cast and crew, EP Canada, all the, like the, the big payment companies in the world are still using paper. Hmm. We're still waiting for mailed checks. There's very few productions using wires or electronic transfer. And I don't quite get it, but I think it's because they want to make sure the power goes to the client that the client's name is on that payment and it's very well structured that way. But my gosh, it does definitely take some time and some payments, especially if they're coming from the States, they can take even longer. Oh my God, mm. mail in general can take 10 days to two weeks. So that just adds on more to waiting for your payments. So just be patient. Make sure you talk to your agent about what is a normal timeline for your payments so you can give yourself realistic expectations when you're waiting for a payment after having that amazing booking and first day or first job on set. Well, isn't that funny you would say that? Oh, uh, segue time. Uh, what? <laughs> no, what? Segway. <laughs> uh, what is it like to be on set for the first time? What can uh, uh, new actors expect? Well, Alice, you. <laughs> why don't we ask your, about your first time? Well, I mean, uh, the process sort of goes, you get booked as, as you know, uh, and then, uh, you will typically be in touch first by costumes and costumes, uh, may ask you for your sizes. So it's always good to know your measurements, have, have some measuring, uh, tape or just know it. And, uh, sort of keep up to date on that. So that's very helpful for costumes because there's nothing worse than going to your fitting and you kind of fudge the 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 sizes and nothing fits and takes so much longer and nobody's pleased. So know your sizes. It, first off, is really helpful to costumes. Uh, and then once you've gone through the costuming process, uh, which you get paid for, which is great, uh, then uh, you will typically get uh, a day, an on or around day that you'll be shooting from your agents, uh, usually upon booking. And that can change. And especially now with COVID, as you mentioned, things do change. Uh, and then once that has been set, you'll get sort of a confirmed date, uh, either from your agents or from uh, an assistant director or uh, someone from production. And then once you get your day, uh, you will wait uh, to get your call time. And that can happen at any moment of the day, if you are booked for the next day, any hour, mm -hmm, especially if it's a night shoot, which the, the show I'm currently working on is more often night shoots than not. Uh, so oftentimes I, I haven't gotten my, uh, my call time until like 4am, 3am for the following no evening. Yep. Yep. And that's fine. I'll just go to bed, wake up. Oh, that's my call time. Woo. You know, great. Uh, so, uh, and then you the also general get rule of thumb for productions is they will let you know once they've wrapped the day to right. figure out where they're at, to let you know what time they are, they need you in for the following day. So that's exactly why it's so late, depending on when their shoots are. But exactly. this is what's so brutal. I think a lot of actors don't realize if they don't wrap till 11 p.m., they're not going to call you till midnight. So it's good to know if you don't hear it. Look, if this is your first booking and you haven't heard from your agent or a production and it's now 10 p.m., please don't panic. Because the good news is this. If you don't get a call time, you still get paid if they haven't canceled you for that next day. But make mm -hmm. sure to wake up at an early hour, like 8 a.m. If you don't get a call time by 11 p.m., my advice is set an alarm for 7.30, 8 a.m. just to wake up, check your email, check your phone, make sure that you have that call time. If not, shoot a note to your agent and be like, hey, something's gone wrong. Because that's happened before and someone's been left off a list. But don't panic. Don't call your agent at midnight being like, I don't have a call time. It's okay. 
it will come in. If it doesn't, you get a canceled day pay, which is great anyways. Hooray. That's <laughs> great. And so then once that happens, you get your call time, uh, you show up on set, uh, you report to the assistant director's trailer at the circus where all the trailers are, and you'll be led to your uh, trailer where uh, sometimes your wardrobe is there waiting for you. Sometimes it's not. And then the next thing that will happen is uh, you will get to hair and makeup. And uh, it's better often to get at least, I find, just the top of your costume on so that the hair and makeup know what color it is. And so it doesn't mess the hair up when you're changing. I usually just like to make sure for sure I've got the, the shirt on before I go through hair and makeup, just as a little tip to help everyone out. And uh, then once that's done, you go back to your trailer and uh, wait to be called to set. Or I like to call it my nest, my cage, which <laughs> is, uh, you know, and uh, I think it was Michael Caine that said, uh, I do the acting for free, but I get paid to wait in my trailer. <laughs> yes, 100%. but in your trailer should yeah. be those tiny little pages of all the scenes they're going to do that day. I was yes. tiny. There was cropped down to like a quarter of a page. Yes. And, and nowadays they, 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 they never used to before, but now they actually are sending them with uh, the emailed uh, copy of the call sheet as well. So that's I've been, great. so that's nice. So you know, for sure what you're in for, but you should know what you're in for prior to, <laughs> you should know what you're shooting the day before. So you prepare, prepared, ideally, unless but you know, you, Allison, you brought up something that is really important for people to know. If you are working on a feature film or a commercial, you're going to have your schedule well in advance. If you're doing an episodic, really important, your locked schedule comes in about a day, maybe two days before it shoots. So keep in mind, episodics are very last minute. They change last minute. Always keep yourself hundred percent available. And if you're not, you got to talk to your agent. Cause if you want to take any of those dates off during that shooting period, we have to clear them with production. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Or yes, outside dates. Yeah. yeah the outside yes. dates that they send you to confirm, which is also on the breakdown in the notes. Yes. Um, I would even put those in your calendar if you're scheduled or if you've confirmed that you're available from December 7th to December 23rd, like doesn't matter when your shoot date is, you have to be available for that window of time. So, oh, and I just thought I of something, everybody, everybody out there, experienced actors, developmental actors, if you book something, do not change your appearance. I can't tell you the amount of, especially male actors are like, I'm just going to go for a cleanup on my hair. No, <laughs> if you have booked with that hairdo, do not trim your hair before or you facial hair <laughs> or facial hair. I know you guys all want to look your best, but if they've booked you with that exact facial hair, you should not actually change it. Even if you have to wait a week, they will trim so, you that day. So you're saying I should cancel my face tattoo appointment. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rats. Well, what were you going to get tattooed on your face? I'm curious even how this thought process happened. Oh, uh, you know, just, uh, just, uh, you know, it's me just so every time I, uh, a big bat woman. No, come on. You want no, the bat because Allison's on bat woman. So she wants a big bat <laughs> right across her forehead. Yeah. What could go wrong? I mean, I'll just be super castable after it'll be great. hundred percent. So you've just actually brought up something that we have never talked on the podcast. Tattoos really important. Mm. If you have tattoos on your body, if you can believe it, when you book a job, you have to list where they are and you have to have permission from the tattoo artists to make sure that they can be seen on set, or you will have to go through extreme coverage makeup to cover them. Is that so right? Side tip. Yes. yes. So if you're getting I don't have tattoos, any tattoos, I didn't know that. 
If you are getting a tattoo, make sure you get that permission right away from the tattoo artist that you can Ooh. have it. It can be shown on a movie um, and have that in a safe spot in case you need it later on down the road. Huh? Yeah. Just don't have a paper copy shoved in a pocket. Put it on your computer. <laughs> today I learned. I was today years old when I learned that. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Everyone's it's coming up more stuff. often. We're definitely seeing it. Well, a lot more people have tattoos nowadays and they need permission from the artist to that. Well, the artists are also seeing it as a money grab. I hate to say it, but they're going, Hey, that was my artwork and I didn't give permission. I want money for it. So unfortunately it's turned into that. So wow. it's a protection situation for them to not be sued. It sounds sad, but that's the truth behind it. So, so now we, we, yeah. So we've, we've sort of talked about uh, call times um, a little bit with scripts. Uh, how do you, any advice on how to read a call sheet? My advice would be know how to read military time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll defer to you on this, Allison, again. <laughs> yes. I, I have accidentally come to set a, a few hours earlier, but uh, I'd rather be <laughs> early than late. You know, that's, that's just fine. Um, and uh, something about scripts. Um, I have had, uh, when I was doing a night shoot on Batwoman, uh, maybe two hours before my call time, I got sent another paragraph of lines to do mm-hmm. for a, sort of a, a monologue I was doing. I was like, okay, oh, no. <laughs> good, good thing I saw that. <laughs> you know, I, I, as an actor, I get several recurring anxiety dreams and one is showing up to set and not knowing my lines or like having surprise lines I didn't know about. <laughs> I, I, I still get anxiety dreams about being in school and not knowing and not having taken the class. I don't know if you guys and oh, no. taking a test. But that's one of my many anxiety dreams. Uh, but uh, yeah, so always be prepared that you might need to change the script. Or I've had it where I've shown up to set, uh, about to shoot the scene, and uh, the writer and uh, a script supervisor run up to be like, hey, so uh, we're going to add some lines. Is that cool? And you say, yes, that's mm-hmm. very cool. <laughs> then you just, <laughs> you just do your best and go with it. So... Uh, yeah. So military time, know that, um, and just be flexible and just be open and ready for anything that may occur and be prepared. That's another one of my anxiety dreams, not knowing the lines. (laughs) So it really fuels my (laughs) sort of wanting to know the lines and just being as efficient as possible. There's nothing worse for, of course, the actor not knowing their lines, but the poor crew that is working their butt off. You got one job, know your lines and be on time. Two jobs. <laughs> you know, yeah, also if you, you know, haven't I, received a call, a call sheet or, uh, the script, definitely double check. If you haven't received that at least a few days in advance to your shoot date, reach, reach out to your agent. Cause we've had it. Sometimes people don't have the, they don't have the correct email. So the actor's not getting the information. So if you haven't received that in a day or two in advance before shooting, reach out to your agent and, and ask them. Yeah, but be prepared and don't do a panic email to your agent at 11 p.m. the night before. (laughs) I really want to point out what Allison just said. She said, be flexible. My favorite word right now is be malleable. Mm. You have to adjust. Right now, we have people arriving on set being held in cars because they're waiting for COVID tests to come back negative. And then they're moving them to their trailers, holding them in their trailers, hoping that they're getting a negative result. You can be canceled the night before at 11 p.m. You could be canceled the day of. You could be sitting in your trailer for six to nine hours. Bring activities to bring, like bring activities to set. So you have some 
something to do if you're just sitting around for COVID tests, because unfortunately this is our new norm. And also what Allison said, you've got to be prepared. They could change your lines an hour before you hit set. So Mm -hmm. be malleable. You have to be able to be adjust to this. And the same time, make sure, because a lot of us not pointing at all at anyone in particular, are not malleable. What I'm saying that is actors do take this very seriously, especially when you're on your first, second, third gig, you are so full of excitement and sometimes anxiety. And I think sometimes we prepare so much with what we've been given that we can't see past it. So I want you to be okay with, if they change your lines, you're not going to have a complete meltdown in your trailer. It happens. You have to be okay with it and you have to go with the flow. So please Mm -hmm. don't, put all this weight on all the lines you've prepared that may change and very last minute. And that even goes for testing, chemistry, testing, zoom, testing, filming. I am telling you, they can change a script at any time and you have to be okay with it. It's not something they're not trying to sabotage you. So don't take it defensively, which unfortunately I've seen some actors do just be okay with it, roll with it. And it will show how amazing you are as an actor. And that will rumor that you're fabulous to work with. Cause I'm telling you right now, some actors, when they resist that gets rumored as well. So mm. valuable. That's my note. People talk, people, oh, talk. people talk. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. People talk, talk, talk. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll tell you one thing I don't miss is the, uh, the audition waiting rooms where oh, you go. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. The audition oh. waiting rooms are the worst. And you see all these people and they're like, oh, there's a different version of Allison. There's a different version of me. Oh, there's, you know, there's a different racially version of me. <laughs> or, or then you hear people saying like, oh yeah, I was just on set and I've been doing this. I'm so busy. <laughs> people are just like, oh, psyching people out. Yeah. Yes. I am not here for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that must be nice. I think yeah. that must be nice. Cause it's like less chatter. And you can kind of just focus on your shit, your tapes. Yeah. I bet you that is a nice break. And I do miss one positive thing to come out of COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you no longer have to deal with that waiting room where everyone's trying to psych each other out or not intentionally psych each other out. You got a person pacing in the hallway. Someone's doing weird breathing exercises. I mean, when I would go visit casting, it looked like a circus in there. Oh I was God. struggled with going in those rooms. I'm like, this is intimidating. I don't even want to be in here. And the air was thick. Like it was like you could cut it with a knife. And guess what, mm-hmm. guys? Now you're all in your own pods, doing your own self tapes with no psyching, no negativity. So use it. Take this time, take this advantage and use it for your advantage. I couldn't imagine too. I always thought it was interesting when people had auditions really close to each other, but they had to be in completely different characters. So I can't even imagine the panic trying to get from one studio to another studio and quickly change and then make sure that you're there on time and the anxiety. It's so nice to be able to just like walk out the door into your bathroom, change, then set up your next tape. (laughs) Yeah. And let me tell you, there is no smell like an anxiety smelling bathroom a casting director's place. It is (laughs) not nice. No, it's potent. (laughs) You're saying it's potent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't miss that, but I do miss like seeing like, like friends, you know, like, like acting friends that, that, that aren't like super insecure and like weird when you see them. (laughs) So that's nice. (laughs) I miss those ones around. Those are your cheerleaders. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, And guys, everyone listening, make sure you have your cheerleaders. 
Your agent should be your ultimate cheerleader, but you do need some support in the community. It's very well, important. And you know, there's, there's no other cheerleader that cheers louder for an actor than their agent. Oh, what's that you say? Another segue? Oh, <laughs> well, don't mind if I do. Speaking of agents, oh, agents, you say, yes. How can we, as super appreciative, loving, doting actors that are not trying to kiss their agents butt at all right now, uh, <laughs> how, how can we help you, help us help you to help everybody. Do exactly what you just said. Be loving, <laughs> grateful, <laughs> thankful, and, and humble. Mm, yeah. I am the humblest. Mm. No, oh my gosh, Allison, we're so grateful to have you with us today. I have to tell you, I have come off one of the roughest weeks. Nicole's seen it. I've had some tears. I've had some blue moments. And I know, shout out to all the actors out there. I know some of you are struggling. I know some of you have really put out a lot of energy and the work and the bookings have not happened. If you are getting lots of opportunities, this is not your agent's fault that you have not booked. And I understand your struggle and believe me, we feel it. We are sharing it with you, but I need you to do me a favor and support your agent. Because even though you're, you know your agent has multiple actors, we feel everything you're going through. We feel the pain, we feel the loss, we feel the misses, like where are these bookings? And I need you to just send us kindness, gratefulness, and love. Because this week, that's not what I got. And I swear I was like, how long can I endure this before I have either a mental breakdown or I run screaming for the hills? And there's been a lot of tears and there's been a lot of blue moments. And I'm just being honest right now and being vulnerable because that's what I need from my clients. So I know when you're in a moment of fear, sometimes the first reaction is anger. I need you to take a second and check that anger and realize where that anger really should be put to instead of the person that's trying to help you and your biggest cheerleader, because we are here and we need love just as much as you do right now. So I want all of us to take a second and realize how grateful we are and how much we have. And now I'm getting emotional. So I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Agents have a tough time as well. We're, we take on the, we take on the celebrations. We take on the happy moments and we also take on the upsets that happen on a daily basis. And it's tough because I think, you know, like Michelle's trying to say, you're working so hard and you're working to do everything you possibly can. And you're going above and beyond for your clients. So it's difficult when those clients start nitpicking at you and uh, giving you a hard time and pointing the finger and who are they? Give me their addresses. I'll beat them up. It can be difficult sending you an email later. (laughs) It it can be difficult because you know what they're, we get it. They're frustrated. They, 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 they want to be doing their best work. So, and they're, they're having to voice their opinions too. They're having to voice how they're feeling, which I think is, is definitely valid, but it can be difficult um, when your agent is doing everything they possibly can to try and get those opportunities for you or get you in the room or, or pitch you or push you. And so, to have the finger pointed back or 
to get nitpicky or to be questioned about what you're doing and you're having your job questioned, it's difficult. And listen, actors wouldn't want that either. <laughs> Nobody wants to be questioned about their ability and what they're trying to do. So it goes I both think, ways. I think it's hard too, because where I was questioned was where I did the best work. It's mm. not that I wasn't providing opportunities. So I think actors really need to sit with themselves and really decide where is this frustration and, and where should it be aimed? And if you do need to talk to your agent, please do it with kindness and say, look, I'm struggling. Or, or maybe I'm go talk to a hurting. therapist, man. Sounds like this person <laughs> yeah. needs help for God's sakes. Do you know what it is? I think we need to know it's a team effort. So, you know, maybe if there's some unknown variables, I think rather than coming in of a place of accusing or pointing fingers, if you come in from a place of help me understand what's happening right now, because I'm, 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 I'm seeing this from my perspective, but I think I might not be seeing it correctly. What are you seeing from your side? I think if you can approach it in a bit more of a diplomatic way, more as a camaraderie, more as a team player, more as a, what can I do on my end? What are you doing on your end? What can we do differently? It's going to be a different conversation than finger pointing or aggression. Yeah. I think my biggest point is if you have a question for your agents to say, Hey, can we chat about this? Or, Hey, I heard about this role. I would love to read for it. Or I have a concern. What are your thoughts on it? Not why did this happen? What's going on? It's, it's the, it's the application of it. It is how you approach something. What is that saying? It's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it. Yeah. I think that's your reaction. I think too, sometimes it's it's your reaction. You can, you can, the only thing you control is your reaction. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, what what was the wise words of a prophet? I think it was a, don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I just always assume assume people are doing their best, man. Like always like, I don't, I don't know. This sounds ridiculous to me. I, I, this is, this is radishes, absolute radishes. Man, okay. yeah. And that's another thing. I think a lot of actors don't realize what we endure on a daily basis. And I think you have to have empathy to your agent, to the producers, to casting, to yourself right now. I want everyone to take a moment and pat yourself on the back for toughing out the toughest year of my lifetime. And I'm sure your lifetime. And just realize that we're on one of the toughest journeys right now. And I said this metaphor to another client the other day. I said, right now it's like, we're doing, we're hiking the highest mountain and we've got the heaviest backpack on. And we just have to keep saying to each other, I got you, keep going. I got you, keep going. And you can't second guess yourself. If you second guess your agent, that's a problem. If you second guess yourself, that's a problem. Because again, this is a team effort, this job, and you have to know that you're in it together. And to get to Christmas, which I am counting down the fucking days, you've got to keep moving. You've got to keep trudging along and hiking up that mountain. And we're almost there. And I know things are going to get easier. And I know 2021 is not going to be some magic number that just makes it all go away. I just not. What? (laughs) I'm sorry, sweetie. And Santa doesn't exist either. Damn it. I know. Well, I'm still waiting for my invitation to Hogwarts in the mail. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I look, I would love to say that as soon as New Year's hits, everything gets wiped clean and we start again. And that would be a miracle. But at this point, we just have to realize that at one point we will breathe lighter. At one point, the masks will come off. At one point, the protocols will lessen. 
And until then we have to have each other's backs. And I think the biggest thing is to love your fucking agent and get support from them as well. And if you don't feel supported, leave or question or have and be grateful that you have an agent. There's so many people that are looking for an agent. Be grateful that you have one. And if you have a good relationship, like I have with you guys, this is one of the best relationships I've ever had with an agent. You guys are incredible. Um, just be grateful. You have one. So many people would kill like to have one, like you're saying, take some steps up the mountain, but then look, take a second to look back down the mountain and see how far you've come to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't think you have to treat your agent. Like I know my birthday was recent and a lot of people are trying to send me messages and gifts and cards. I'm telling you right now, we don't need gifts. We just need words of affirmation. We just need you to say, thank you. Or I'm so grateful, or I am so happy we're working together. That is plenty. Please. That's like gold with Christmas. That's gold yeah, right that's now. Cool. <laughs> Anything. If you can just send that agent, that little nugget of support of like, Thank you for having my back. Thank you for finding me this appointment. Uh, I'm so excited to work together in the new year and let's just get through this together. We all need that right now. So don't be dicks. Like Allison said, like, don't be dicks. <laughs> Pretty simple. Cause yeah. I'm going to wind up in a nut house if I get more of this. So. Well, please don't. I need you. <laughs> yes. I need you too. <laughs> I don't think I can podcast from a, from a nut house. So no, mm-hmm. well, it will be interesting. Interesting like straight, background straight jacket <laughs> or like yeah, full I mean, padded room. Yeah. Guys, thank you all for being here with us today. I'm sorry I got emotional, but it's the truth. And I think right now it's really important for us all to be honest and be vulnerable and, and also feel supported. So thank you guys for having my back. And thank you so much to Allison Riley who helped narrate us today and ask us amazing questions. We so appreciate you and we love you and adore you. We do. And we well, can't thanks, wait guys. to see all of the amazing, amazing work that you continue to do. Well, thank you. Well, thanks so much for having me. You guys are awesome. I think this is such a great platform for you guys to share all the, the knowledge and wisdom you guys have with everybody. I think it's terrific. Keep up the good work. And I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Love, love. Air hugs. No air elbow hugs. Bumps. We love air you hugs too. and cheers. <laughs> Happy yes. Friday. <laughs> <laughs>